are only targeting criminals around him who are committing crimes that are causing social and economic suffering in the country in order to bring them to justice. As soon as we have accomplished our mission, we expect that the situation will return to normalcy. And now, and now, Capital 263. Welcome to Politics and Beyond on Capital 263. My name is Christopher Farai Charamba. My name is Upenyu Makoni Matenga. And I am Tawanda Henry Beatty. And welcome to the best political podcast in a new Zimbabwe. Uh, <laughs> is it a new Zimbabwe? <laughs> is it a new Zimbabwe? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> We've got all the answers or more <laughs> questions. But yes. Um, Regardless. Very exciting uh, episode coming up. I suppose exciting times in the country. Or interesting rather. Um, what do we have for the listeners today, guys? Yeah, so today is um, the 16th of November, and uh, as you heard in the intro there, back there, that was uh, a statement that was on air yesterday, the 15th of November, so t- where there was a coup, not a coup in in, in Zimbabwe. It's uh, Yeah, it's not a coup officially, but um, that's what we'll be discussing today. We'll be looking at, you know, the events that took place over the past week so to speak um culminating in yesterday um and then looking at you know possible outcomes some of the discussions that are taking place and some of the fringe issues um what other people are saying and you know how this actually plays out for zimbabwe in in locally and internationally as well and um yes what else is there um yeah that's that's pretty much it. I think we'll keep it single issue focused um, because talking about anything else right now seems uh, a bit ridiculous. Redundant. Yeah. <laughs> though I, I mean, though it seems government business is just you know carrying on as usual. To yeah. some extent, I mean, if the Herald is urging civil servants to come to work then I think turnout so far has been low, which is understandable given the situation. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. not every day there's a tank in facing, you know, Kaguri building, <laughs> for instance. That's true, that's true. So, uh, the timeline of, of, of yeah. this coup. <laughs> um, so, on 18 April 1980, um, Robert <laughs> Mugabe <laughs> was declared... <laughs> <laughs> the winner of the first Zimbabwean elections. <laughs> I thought And that day will forever be called Independence Day. And uh, on uh, the, what is the 14th? It was the, f- the thing is, it was the 15th of November for me because um, I'm 10 hours ahead of you guys. So, 14 November for the real world, which is Zimbabwe. No, yeah. wh- what happened? What are you talking about? Um, for Freedom Day, girl. Oh, no, no, no. It's it's the 15th because the statement was made car, at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. So, it's the 15th. So, yeah. But actually, to go in, a, in, into our So, timeline, in between uh, those two dates, a lot happened. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and for our listeners from from the podcast, I think you would know um, that probably the events that set this um, whole thing in motion uh, were the interface rally in in Blue Air and uh, Grace's. Uh, meet the churches in at Rufaro Stadium, and then the subsequent sacking um, of the vice president um, uh, Emerson Dambuzo, ED, um, the next day. So, and then his subsequent, um, you know, we thought he had f- fled. Um, I suppose he had fled for his safety. And uh, I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong. I called uh, it the end of Lacoste, amongst other things. I think I even called him a coward. Um, But since then, I've been proven uh, wrong. Uh, So, yeah, those are pretty much the two events that set this thing in motion when Comrade um, Simon Kaimoyo read a very brief statement from the president announcing the vice president's uh, firing from the office of the vice president presidency. What happened after that? Yeah, uh, we then came to this past Monday where General Chiwenga, uh, commander of the Defense Forces, issued a statement um stating that uh the there was that the ish, the situation within Zanpf was causing anxiety in the public it was affecting the economy and that Zanpf uh should stop or members people within Zanpf should stop pur- the purges um that this was against the revolution that they fought for and that if the situation was not contained within ZANU-PF. If purges didn't continue, then the army would step in to rectify the situation and cr- create stability. You then had um, who you then had on the Tuesday, uh, the fourteenth, uh, Comrade Chipanga of the ZANU-PF Youth League. No, he's now Mister Chipanga. <laughs> He no longer has the right to be called or answered. <laughs> no, to let's, it's it's part of the timeline, Ka. Oh, okay. at the time he was Comrade yeah, Jipanga. It's part, of the, it's part of the timeline. We haven't gotten to, to the events yet. It's part of the timeline. Anyway, uh, so Comrade Jipanga comes out and he basically says, well, no, this is um, undemocratic. Com- uh, General Chiwenga, this is treason. We won't stand for it. We are the Youth League. We are the vanguard of the party. Um, in fact, General Chuenga, you and uh, ex-VP Mnangagwa stole $15 billion diamond money. And this was their statement. Around 5 o'clock, uh, we see a statement issued, though not um, read, coming from uh, SK Moyo stating, again, similar things, that this was um, uh, tantamount to treason, the statement that General Chiwenga had issued the day before. And then rumors started circulating, not rumors, there were tanks, army tanks seen on certain roads, and then messages started circulating that the army had taken control of ZBC. This was around 
at what 10 p.m. Zimbabwean time. Yeah. Um, 10, um, 10, 10, 11 p.m. Yeah, no, because the, the message that went around was that there will be a press conference at 11 p.m. Yeah. And then, you know, folks went to bed. Nothing happened. At 4 o'clock in the morning, Zimbabwean time, the national broadcasters, both ZBC and all the national bro- uh, radios, started broadcasting General Chuenga's statement from Monday, and previously they hadn't done so. There was complete media blackout for General Chuenga's Monday statement. Soon after that, there were two army officials on on TV, um, Major General Sibusiso Moyo and Air Vice Marshal uh, Jacob Jede. And um, Major General Moyo read out a statement in which the they made it clear that um, the military was coming in to pacify a degenerating political, social, and economic situation in the country. Uh, It is not a takeover of government. They said the president and his family were safe, that they were only targeting criminals who were around the president, who were committing crimes, causing this this social and economic uh, suffering, and that once they'd accomplished their mission, it will go back to normalcy. This is all in 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 what you heard uh, when we played at the beginning. And so Zimbabweans woke up to their country under military curatorship, though not a coup. That's a nice way of putting it, curatorship. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't find it. <laughs> it sounds like judicial management. <laughs> Court mandated. <laughs> judicial mandate. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's that's basically it. The Who's, events, I suppose. And Upenyu, um, where were you at mm. 4 a.m. on the 15th? The morning of the 15th of November. I can tell you exactly where I was. I was drooling on my pillow, enjoying my sleeps. Only to be... I actually woke up at 5.30, hey? And, you know, to the news that there was a statement playing on ZBC. I think by then it had played over and over a couple of times by Major General Moyo. Um, saying that the army had it had it was not a coup, the military was just going to remove a few criminals surrounding the president. So you know, like any good citizen, I stayed myself at home because it's safer there. You don't know what's going to happen in a military not a coup. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The not a coup joke. So it's something we probably should address um, from the outright. Um, I'm quite confident in calling it a coup. Uh, I think when when power is seized uh, de facto in this scenario, in fact, there's actually a, an academia term for it. This is a guardian coup. Um, mm. Or... For me to butcher another language, um, there's a Spanish term, pronunciamiento, uh, a pronouncement, which is actually used to happen very often in in Latin American countries, where when the civilian government became unpopular, 
the the military uh, the barracks would come out and pronounce that they've taken power and handed over eventually to uh, to another civilian government so it's a coup uh, it's it's a type of coup um, just like there's different types of of, of meat um, but at the end of the day <laughs> you're not a vegan you're not vegans <laughs> no 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 this, <laughs> this is this no this is definitely a coup um it you know it fits all the all the the, the 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 things that you need for it to be a coup you had the military man on tv you had the message playing over and over again for about five or six hours so that everyone gets to hear it you have um military at the airport so they're clearly um manning the situation there the airports are um operating but they certainly have control and determine to some degree who gets in and who who gets out um maybe not directly but certainly indirectly you also have the military allegedly arresting individuals which is which the police are the ones who have arresting powers but their um duties have been suspended so apparently a few of our ministers have been arrested uh minister chombo is one of them Minister, there was a shootout only at his officially confirmed minister that would be arrested yeah. yes yeah mm. yeah um there was a shootout at his residence um and uh, i'm sure some of you must have seen the the pictures circulating with a sheet um it's a car, it's cover. A car thing it's a car, it's a car cover, cover. Oh, i don't know about you guys i've never had a car that needed to be covered <laughs> under a sheet <laughs> But um, Cisco Chombo had such a nice vehicle at his house that they had to cover it under under jira, you know, Egyptian cotton sole. <laughs> but yeah, uh, under about... sheet, guys. <laughs> so can we yeah, talk about the logic I... though of the military saying that it's not a coup? Because I think that's equally as important as it being a coup which is that um, President Mugabe is still in effect the president, although he has not <laughs> had the ability to freely leave his house or the ability to make decisions that are, you know, pertaining to executive decisions in the country. And in large part, the reason why we're in a at what appears to be an impasse right now is because they require President Mugabe's um I don't know, cooperation, I suppose, to be able to effect whatever it is the rest of the plan was when they, you know, deployed soldiers all over. It's actually all over the country, not just Harare. So there is there is some logic to not calling it a coup right now and only limiting it to being an in military intervention. Yeah, I mean, th- that's that's the way I see it is that these they've made it clear and general chewinga made it clear in his statement that this is um not specifically about president mugabe but about a succession issue mm-hmm. uh and where the power was tilting towards it was tilting towards grace mugabe and the rest of g40 and their side the lacoste side was uh, was on the out um you know there are rumors that general chiwenga himself had been fired on his return from 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 china and he basically said no um 
But this is a power struggle amongst elites, which makes it, uh, as you said, a guardian coup, because it's not a military taking over in order for them to govern, I don't think. I don't think they are interested in the business of governing the state. I think they are just interested in making sure that they, are, they have elites who they support on that side. It, it, they clearly had no agenda with the G40 side of things, um, and they, they would rather it be with somebody that they know and they trust and who can support their interests. I said yesterday that this coup is, is, is not about removing ZANU-PF from government. Mm. In, mm. It, in fact, it is guaranteeing its um, or it's perpetuating its existence in 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 the state and its control over the state. Yes. Yeah. Um, another aspect as to why you wouldn't call it a coup. Uh, a coup is unconstitutional. Um, if there, what the. the the sort of parameters of her guardian coup is that the military is still operating within the constitutional mandate of protecting the country. Um, a broad interpretation given, but at the end of the day, it doesn't destroy the country's constitution. It doesn't set a precedent for unconstitutional rule. And what it then allows is whoever the next uh government to take over has legitimacy not only in the eyes of Zimbabweans but importantly in the eyes of the world and what both um, uh, ED and um, General Schwenger know is that this will not be successful if the world does not buy in and if money does not begin to flow into Zimbabwe because what really needs to be done is uh, the economy needs to be fixed to ensure the survival of 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 Zanu PF outside of the succession issues. So by calling it a coup, you then invite um, African Union and SADC and intervention and even all the way up until up 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 till the to the UN. Uh, because there's international law and there's domestic laws against an illegal seizure of power. Currently, the the line that they are taking, very educated, very smart, um, very well tailored, is even in their statements. They have not, uh, perhaps besides the arresting. Um, or detention of ministers have not actually overstepped their constitutional mandate as the final line of defense of um, of the Zimbabwean constitution. Uh, I mean, it's obviously an argument that people can have backwards and forwards, but in terms of what the conversation and what, what they're trying to, to portray to the world... That's why they will never call it a coup. I think I mean, that's a I, plausible argument. The yeah, one that I, they're making. It's a very plausible one. I think for me, this was well orchestrated. It was uh, very well tailored. Their message addressed everyone. They addressed the judges. They, they addressed the public. They addressed judges. They addressed parliament. They addressed churches. 
um, they spoke to all of the critical groups I think that you need to speak to, uh, how each one then chooses to interpret the message and chooses to react um, is is quite interesting. They also put this message out early in the morning before people got up and went to work. It would have been pandemonium if it was at three o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> um, you know, because everyone would have panicked and how do I get home where my kids, um, mm. do I get them out of school? But no, everyone woke up to this message that was, you know, being played. Everyone was telling each other, turn on ZBC, turn on the radio, listen to what's happening and you decide, do I go to work, do I not go to work? Um, some people went to work, there were people in town, there was no, uh, from what I understand, there, were, there wasn't, although it, there was tension, there wasn't, there were no problems. Um, so it was it was well executed from that part. However, going forward, it's been over 24 hours now, and we've only had that message. Um, we can't... We, we we don't have anything else to suggest that they are, you know, something is coming. It, it seems that they are at an impasse based on some of the rumors that we are hearing. We we just there's uncertainty and uncertainty breeds anxiety. I think at this point. Zimbabweans are familiar with this type of uncertainty. Remember in 2008 where it took, what was it, three months for the election results to be (laughs) finally released, such as they were. Um, And so I think the average Zimbabwean has sort of, I know I have, sort of settled into, okay, well, (laughs) now let's just wait and see what's going to happen. Because the alternative is not that much more palatable than you know, a military a military government is not palatable but neither is going back to the way things were so we're sort of waiting to see if there is going to be some sort of transitional arrangement and what the governance arrangements are going to be like but otherwise it is it really is business as usual yeah so let's get to the speculation <laughs> um i think you you mentioning 2008 sort of was is is very good because you know in 2008 um the military stepped in in a large way much more behind closed doors and guaranteed um the rule of uh, the continued rule of Mugabe and you know you know, nine years or however long later, it seems the same people uh, are stepping in to effectively end his rule. So there's, uh, you know, a poetic symmetry uh, to that. But in terms of the symmetry, um, in terms of the speculation, sorry, what's coming next? Uh, Are we going to have a military government where... Uh, you know, General Chiwenga decides uh, him, uh, Sibanda, Air Marshal Fili, um, are now in charge and they will run the country with a committee of sorts. Will former Vice President Emerson um, come, former government, and run the country until 2018 where we shall have elections 
will we have a, a broader transitional authority which will have people from all walks of lives my church the army opposition and it'll have a longer man longer mandate maybe five ten years while they stabilize the economy and then once they say they've stabilized the economy then they'll say oh now we have to create a fair playing field for elections i don't know what do you guys think is going to happen chris or what, go what are people saying yeah, actually I, I, as well I can go first. Um, I think that we're going to see a situation where Emma Samnumnanga. Wow, okay. I don't know what's happening. But where Emma. No, no, no. It wasn't the name. There's uh-huh. delay in the headphones. Anyway, um, where Emma Samnumnanga comes out as the leader ultimately i think that's what's going to happen whether or not we're going to have a coalition of sorts or a transition group with opposition members i'm not too certain about i think it would perhaps work to the advantage of some people but at the same time i wouldn't advise opposition members to quickly agree to doing so has been reported that Mnangagwa is in Zimbabwe and currently at Manyami Air Base um, it was reported yesterday on ZBC so you know and also the alliance between Chiwenga and Mnangagwa is, is quite um, it's an open secret we all know that this exists so and I do not believe Chiwenga yeah, they're bros. Bros before Mugabe and Hose, right? So. <laughs> bros before what? Are you bros calling former first lady? First of all, Don't she's not my... former anything. Mugabe is still the president of our republic <laughs> until such time as he I know, but surely, resigns. Do you think their marriage would have survived this? <laughs> she's not your ordinary hoe bruh but um to everyone the sexism came from upenu <laughs> so, <laughs> please give i am a I feminist i apologize to all card carrying okay? feminists <laughs> okay I, so I was sorry. i was lost there yeah. uh, for a moment something happened with the with the the with the mechanics of the situation and no, i just got guy, lost out this guy is just making sure just in case grace bounces back he wasn't involved in a slander i actually have no seriously like it stopped recording on my end so henry you have to yeah okay, you're on your own fine. henry <laughs> yeah but anyway um yeah, carry on, sorry. Yeah, I've forgotten what I was saying now. So, yes, but saying, bros before um, Mugabe and Hose. You were saying... <laughs> no, you were saying that um, Emerson was at Manyami. Oh, yes. Um, And so, the transitional arrangement that will result from this coup, not a coup, 
is likely is more than likely to involve Emerson Nangagwa, and particularly because it comes after the firing of Nangagwa, and you know there's been a, a constant reiteration even on ZBC of the fact that liberation war veterans and people with liberation war credentials are the only ones who can govern this country, um, and so. I'm interested to see what a transitional arrangement will look like um, if it if it has Nangagwa as president. Who is going to be vice president? Who is going to be in the cabinet? How long will it last? Because for me, five years is too long a time frame. The GNU itself was too long a time frame, and we, the Zimbabwean people, didn't get anything from that that was useful. That- than a brand new constitution, which again, the utility of which is debatable. So, stabilize the economy. <laughs> yeah, some people did it. Some people argue that uh, the GNU was actually, you know, some people say that are quite upset at um, what's the guy's name? Um, jealousy Mawarire for instituting, for going to the courts and ordering elections to take place. Some people wanted the GNU to continue long beyond, you know, because also in retrospect, the last five years were worse than the five years of the GNU. Yes. But the problem with a GNU is that it's not a permanent arrangement. It's, it is not intended to be a permanent arrangement. That's true. And if the economy can go from good to horrible, in a matter of months, then how sustainable was the economic bounce back that we experienced? So, you know, I want, as a person, I want to see a government that is stable because, quite frankly, I don't care who's stealing money. I just don't want to feel that they're stealing money. Do you see what I'm saying there? And I don't care who's president. I just want to be able to do the things that I need to be able to do. So, this is where I'm saying that it needs to be a sustainable. I do not want to be interested in who's up for succession. I want to be interested in going to work and doing my daily things. But the reason why we are so interested and so tuned into what is going on is because we are crippled to the point of having to ask, but who's in charge? And so that needs to be, it does need to be changed. And if we are going to be going into a GNU or NTA, that arrangement needs to be long enough to fix things, but short enough for us to be able to get to the next election if we are going to have elections and have a permanent arrangement that works for the citizens, not just the ruling elite. So uh, one of the things you mentioned there was the the war veterans. And interestingly enough, you know, um, obviously state media's um, narrative has changed, the editorial policy has changed, but guys like Mahia and Matema Danda who were considered uh, rebels and to have been expelled from ZANU-PF yesterday, Ruben Barwe was referring to them as the legitimate uh, war veterans, you know, and it's interesting to see, you know, this this immediate change of, of narrative. Obviously, the 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 army or the military is in control of of the media currently um you also had um chipanga mr chipanga now um though he's still comrade he's 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 still the leader of the youths but he came out and he he made a very public apology um yesterday saying that he <laughs> that, that his statements were 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 wrong that he just got a message from some guy, Anonzi Rodney Dangarembizi, who... That sounds like is, the most made-up name. 
<laughs> so this guy is actually, you know, he says he's He is a real guy. And yeah. interestingly about this Dangarembizi guy, so he's an alleged uh, G40 member, but um, he he he's one of the guys who was in the organizing committee, the director of the organizing committee for Grace Mugabe's birthday parties or, yes. you know, their fundraising events as well. So he organizes those things. And also um, when ED allegedly um, gave a that report the counter report to the to the one Anna Prof Moyo gave in Politburo. Yeah. One of the things he said was that um Dangarembizi tried to recruit Major General Trust Mugova to G forty. Major General Trust Mugova is the chief of staff for the Zimbabwe National Army. And apparently him and Dangarembizi are acquaintances or friends or something. And he Dangarembizi tried to recruit uh, this guy with promises of making him CDF. Obviously this didn't work because subsequently We've seen that um, what you call it, G40 clearly had no military support, which uh, to me makes no sense why they'd be doing all the things they were doing without any muscle, especially when the youth league were crying kuti uh, tikwate, and then but, uh, in 24 hours they they're apologizing. So, but Chris, so it, yeah, you answered your own question. G40 were doing all they were doing because they didn't have military support. They needed to to take power quickly. Before anything like this happened, mm. they needed to be in complete control so that no one could counter it. Do you understand? Like, no, they no, needed listen. to do it really quickly. No, but the thing is, right, is yes, you need to be in control, but do you have control if you don't have the military? So they had political control, yes, of the cabinet and and of Mugabe. But at the end of the day, they weren't sure whether, whether that was enough. Yes, Mugabe is commander-in-chief, but there is the fact that, you know, CDF himself can say, Iwaka, um, as commander of the army, we have gone the wrong direction and last line of defense. So they didn't have that. So, so maybe how they did, were banking how, on Mugabe's, you know, quashing yeah. a military coup, not a coup. And maybe they were banking on, because you in the statements released by Mnangagwa and even the one with Chiwenga, they keep reiterating Mugabe as the president, head of state, and commander in chief of the defense forces. The both of them, and the you know again, the silence is about Mugabe either cooperating or not cooperating. So ultimately, having Mugabe in your you know playing to whatever tune it is that you're playing on, you know, is 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 the uh, he's the trump card. Guys, basically, well, uh, well, this, is what I'm saying. This this was a game of inches inches. It was mm. literally a, a 24-hour thing. The mistake that they made was in allowing Emerson to be fired while Chiwenga was out of the country. That was the only mistake. Or, or, or Chiwenga should have been be, here. Because if Chiwenga had been here and he had been fired as well, along with, with the vice president, or had been neutralized by being arrested or whatever, then it would be a different story, essentially. Mm. I, I mean, it would it'd probably be a more violent story, because if you can if you can see uh, someone like Cisco having his his <laughs> his his magads fight back and lose their lives over you know the 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 the, the you know piece of 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 work he is like you know who would want to put their life on the line for that but now imagine someone who's as well respected generally as as, as General Chiwenga and how 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 difficult it would have been to to remove him from his home but mm. so. The, the, I think it was a lot closer. This was a lot closer 
it you know the coin fell to the Lacoste side, but I think this was a lot closer than people, you know. I think retrospectively, no. as time goes on, we'll see. Chinichika, it was very close. The mistake was no, that Chilanga had been taken at the airport or had been al- not allowed to come back into the country. We might be talking a different story right now. That's that's yes, true. Yeah. I mean, they gave them time to 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 organize and and things like that. Actually, also is they sent Chipanga to make such a ridiculous statement <laughs> soon after <laughs> the military has Ayo, clearly Chipanga taken a position. Pingo... No, that that <laughs> Chipanga was clearly you afraid honest, when you, you made you, that statement. You honestly think Chipanga? You honestly think Chipanga has the smarts to sit down and write that long ass statement that he put out? No, but can you? No, you, no of course he doesn't have the and smarts also, for anything. I don't even Chipanga yeah, can spell no. his own name. And then also, and then also, you have <laughs> the thing is for me is guys like Prof Moyo, you know, and we haven't spoken about him, but he no, was we, so I wanted smart just to save time for Prof Moyo. Because <laughs> he deserves his own, his own five minutes. You know, That's why. But, but I think he, that guy needs his own episode. He was. Ah, no, no, he no, was no, so no, smart. No. He was so smug when Chuenga made the statement, you know. Um, he posted a tweet that just... <laughs> And now he's clearly, you know, while he was asleep, the country was being stolen from him. Please, please. But was this after he tried the U.S. embassy? <laughs> because ah. the blue roof is from town. <laughs> no, no, okay, he ah, was close to the blue roof. I think the U.S. embassy thing may may have been a bit of a an exaggeration. He lives, he lives he lives quite close to 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 the blue roof. Uh, so but, yeah. you know, no one has asked this key question, and I I'm wondering why why does Ignatius Trombo have Israeli guards? Why? Sure, when you have millions of dollars that you stole, <laughs> you need to keep them secure. You hire car people to do so. But are they independent contractors? Yeah. yeah. Are they, you know, who are these people? No, but, but Upenyu, I think you also realize that these people were receiving their own information. I, I think it might not have been a long-term arrangement. I think uh, perhaps... Um, all of these, because it wasn't just um, Chombo's house that they were shooting at. Um, a close friend of mine lives close to Kasukwere and um, was reporting they were shooting at his house as well. Um, but does Kasukwere Israeli guards? No. I'm, I don't know. I'm saying what we know about is Chombo, but I'm saying could these guys would mm. not have not not have known not known that something could happen. So they would also have been at a heightened sense of 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 security which is why it doesn't make sense that you send chipanga or you tweet because any 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 person would generally have told you maybe you should you should be but then again i guess they they were like us because in our last episode chris we had written off g4 um lacoste we had we no. Had. That's true. The I thing is, I, I I honestly I honestly thought that um you know like Mujuru he'd his his folks would abandon him, but clearly um, General Chiwenga you know stood up and it's it's it it goes I think it it definitely goes deeper. Of course they were threatened in their personal capacity, but also it's it's really one of those where the entire that entire generation of people was going to be out. 
Um, and now it looks like they've definitely been given a lifeline. And to be fair, though, Mchangwa did come to bat for him as well. Um, you know, the other war veterans did come to bat for ED. So, and, and so, so as back. well. Let's and not forget Lisa, yes, AC. AC AC Lumumba is coming to bat. He wants to be Minister of Youth. He's, he's stated it clearly. Um, but yeah, God yeah. Let's, let's let's not get into that. Um, yeah, no. But you know, this this is a question though: is what does this coup mean for our democracy overall? Um, did we even have a democracy? You know, people are a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I've Chris, seen this on, is a whole a lot, episode in of itself. That it question is. It is. It is. But a lot of people I've seen are quite, there is a sort of, um, I want to say, not euphoria, but to that extent, there is some sort of relief that people have. There's because a buzz. They definitely There's a feeling in the air. There's yeah. a buzz. Because they see this as an end of a Mugabe era. For a lot of people, that is huge. And I think, you know, whether you support ZANU-PF or not, because really this is, you know, or support Mnangago or not, some people for... For just to see the end of Mugabe, that is so huge. And we've seen uh, democratic practices fail to remove him. 2008 Mm -hmm. is a clear example of that. So for some people, this is the only way it would happen. It looked like 2018 elections really, as things stand, there was no hope that the opposition was capable of doing so because of how fractured it was. But whether we get a situation where we then get back to, to, you know, to clear processes democratic processes is a huge question because if the army then puts their own man and puts mnangagwa and says we're going to elections next year they're not going to if if people vote for the opposition i honestly don't see the army saying well okay this is what the people chose no they've already put their man and they've chosen their man and they're clearly showing that they are the ones who hold the trump card and may end up being king makers i I think that in terms of whether or not this is a real democracy, I was talking to um, a person who voted in the 1980 election earlier, and for them, they remember being forced to vote for ZANU-PF. So I I do not... When has Zimbabwe ever really seen a democratic election, I think is a good question, like a proper democratic election. And then the second question is that... I. In as much as there's a sense of elation and euphoria, we are running into the tendency of assuming that a, a, a handing over of power from Mugabe to somebody else is democracy, which is which it is not. Because remember that our nation is still in its infancy. We're only 37, turning 38 just now. Um, and we still have a lot to learn. Our institutions are still weak, case in point, the coup, not a coup. And we still are trying to understand who we are, even as Zimbabweans. So it's not simply just that Mugabe must go, but Mugabe must go and be replaced by something that is better. And ultimately, that keeps the Zimbabwean people and their welfare in mind. Because you cannot have a country that boasts a literacy rate, and yet at the same time, there are people who are unable to access education simply because the you know the facilities or the teachers are not being paid or the facilities are not good enough and issues like that so i think we ourselves have to take a look at what it is because this does provide us with a moment in which we can examine what it is that we aspire to be and where our place in that future is and how we will get there and then to work towards that um yeah 
Um, yeah, I I tend to agree with with both of you. Um, but I I mean, obviously, we 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 need to stress to everyone listening that this wasn't about Zimbabwe. It wasn't about Zimbabweans. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with the fact that you are lining up um, every day for your cash. They didn't care. It had nothing to do with the fact that you've got potholes in the road. They didn't care. It had nothing to do with the fact that your grandmother can't access medicine in the hospital. They didn't care. It had the fact to do everything to do with the fact that it was going to be Grace who takes over and not Emerson. That's when they cared. Mm-hmm. That, so let's not think that these guys are, are benevolent. Um, but there's a type of selfishness that works. There's a type of of wanting to keep power that can work. There's the Kagame type of wanting to keep power. There's the Chinese Communist Party way of wanting to keep power that can work for a country. Um, and I think the conversation that we're having, and I think, Ubenyu, you said it yourself, you said post this we need to understand what kind of country we are, who we are. And I think that question needs to even, and as unpalatable it is, as it is coming from my mouth, I almost want to spit the words out. <laughs> we need to consider if we even want to be a democracy or, or what that means in a Zimbabwean context. Mm. Um, because it's also a foundational part of, of, of the country. Uh, and we can't say that we've we've been one in the truest sense of the word, but we can't also say that we haven't been one because we've seen situations where people will speak of 2008 and fair enough, Mugabe um, refused to give up power. But if you remember, ZANU-PF didn't have a majority in parliament. They actually lost parliament. Yes. So there was five years, there was a whole time where the ruling party was actually the minority party in parliament. Um, it was two situations. years. Yeah two years but you've had situations and then the by-elections happened but you've also had situations prior to that where um i think after 2005 the mdc had about 77 seats um which allowed you know the the parliament to function in a true truly democratic way and as far as that you know for any laws to be passed there had to be bipartisan support for the law and that saw some some decent reforms and some and some some laws being passed so you you know you can you i don't think it's fair to ask whether zimbabwe is a democracy because there are certainly democratic practices in place and i think every zimbabwean believes in the notion of voting um whether they want to go and do it or not i don't think any zimbabwean wants to have their votes taken away from them whether they decide to exercise it or not um but at the same time is that what we should be going forward given the options that are on the table for us right now um because it's yeah. almost i think it was mm-hmm. grace I think, oh. emerson or 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 or, or, or Tsangira, and and one has to 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 from my perspective i obviously know who i would have voted for but i know for a lot of people on the ground um it was a very tough choice to, to make because you know a lot mm. of people are can be idiots but you know it's okay um wow <laughs> but um yeah no yeah I, I i i definitely think at this stage it really is about thinking you know what kind of country we're going to have 
Mm. I think for a lot of people, what it really comes down to is whoever comes in, you know, be it through the ballot or be it as it is now through the gun, is that the economy is put at the top of the agenda. Um, for me, one of the things that I want us to be clear on, though, is how we get rid of leaders. Um, you know, it's it's one thing to 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 say, you know, um, the military comes in and brings us new leadership. But if that leader fails, do we have to go back to the military process again? It's 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 how do we frame such a uh, how do we frame those processes and what are those processes that's all that's all i'm uh, i want us to be clear on coming out of this obviously we'll have more information uh, in the coming days hopefully they wrap up soon because it's the wait the wait makes people very nervous it makes me nervous because dongozi wo kutisha diani what's happening <laughs> And please, um, can they not bring back Mukabe and Grace? Please, Akumana. Even if they try put them ceremonial or chichichi, please let them not. I know they like them very much, but hey, or at least they <laughs> like Mukabe. Maybe not Grace, but Asha, no. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, I know you want to wrap up. So very quickly, the alternatives exist. And if we're saying that at the top of our national agenda is the economy, then instead of just you know saying let's look east then let's really look east because alternatives to what we have now really do exist china is an alternative it's not a democracy in the sense in the western style but it works and you know somewhere i read that china was creating 2000 new millionaires every year which i'm sure zimbabwe would like to at least create one new millionaire every year so again besides we really need to think about what is it that we want yes hey, can you take the money ZNA, can please ZNA, ZNA, ZNA. Oh. and i'm not a tora munu eh what you wenga please move amamuisa pa tv zvamanga ita chipanga please pane why dinga olenzere mudara he can't help what he looks like, you guys. He can help stealing, but he can't help what he looks well, like. I, he could actually go to the gym, hey? Oh, you know. He was, people he, he, he go to jail, he'll come out looking like Gucci, man. Well, guys, who are pot belly themselves, <laughs> don't think I haven't seen you on Facebook. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> alternatives exist, and so we need to explore those alternatives. Because if we're saying that we want anyone other than Mugabe, and if we're saying that we just want things to work, then maybe the best thing, as opposed to having a coup every 37 to 40 years when people are too old, maybe the best thing is to just say, okay, cheetai, but make it so that it works for us. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I think at the end of the day, um, look, we need to unite um, as people and make the most out of whatever opportunities happening right now because i i genuinely believe the more united and the more coherent we are the more likely we are to be listened to um mm. and yeah you know if you're a christian pray if you're not a christian um send uh, not a christian talk to muslim the or religion talk to the universe um but yeah also register to vote because i think if we don't slow down registering to vote people will get the message that we still want our election um yes so so yeah if you can register to vote um 
and oh, yes, yeah, registration is still happening. Yeah, yeah, registration is still happening. Stay safe. Um, uh, quick, quick, interesting thing that I've seen here now is uh, former Zimbabwean finance minister Tendai Biti says there's no need for SA businesses and investors to panic about the unfolding political change in Zimbabwe. He's reassured investors that the army currently in control of the the needs of business. That's on SABC News Online. So Tendai Biti is saying that people what must be mean? reassured. Yeah, I think he's just reassuring people, please don't take your money out the country. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I think that's a message we should all get behind. Is he working <laughs> with the not a coolists? Is this what it... No, no, no. no. I, I, I honestly... Me? He's a Zimbabwe honestly... who cares about Zimbabwe. And I think that right now all patriots need to get behind this new dispensation um, to ensure that it's a success. Um, and judge it for its merits once it comes to 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 light. Also, please, uh, the outside community that goes for journalists and other international uh, communities, anyone listening to this, please stay out of it. Um, because the last time you guys sent us a tabombeki, we all know what happened. There is no crisis in Zimbabwe, Mbeki. So, Shad, this <laughs> time... Quiet diplomacy, time, Mbeki. Don't be bitter. <laughs> eh, no, this time we want to deal with our own problems, Shad. Because... Let me put on It's okay. <laughs> South Africa does know how to deal with us. Like, ah, Please we, don't, we don't listen to the diasporans. That's, you know... <sighs> don't listen to the diasporans. What they live a good life. What are you saying? <laughs> what, what I'm saying, saying is that... We need Sadek and the AU to legitimize this process. No, and no, no. I, I agree with... If it's not a process that will ultimately benefit the Zimbabwean people, then they have every right not to legitimize this process. No. Yes, I agree with you about Tabo Mbeki. That was a rubbish listen, mediation. Listen, Upenyu, they, 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 you literally changed my mind in a sentence, eh? No, I, I completely You actually agree changed my mind in a sentence. You, you spoke so much sense, like, like, uh, right. Let me let me let me let me qualify. They need to legitimize, but they don't need to influence the process. Okay. It needs it needs it needs to be a process which the Zimbabwean people take charge of, and or well, at that level, masters of science, political student of of Chevening scholarship. <laughs> We've just agreed that the Zimbabwean people are not at the heart of this process. No one is thinking about us. To fair be enough. Fair. And you think that so, Sadek. You think that Sadak is thinking about us, these same people who have gone time and time again to say that there are free and fair elections in Zimbabwe? Of course not. These guys, it's a boys' club that supports Mugabe. It's a boys' club that have come from Hondo together. These Absolutely. It's all of the them for themselves. Time, what I'm banking on is that the boys' club is tired of the Zimbabwean situation and they're tired of the Mugabe problem. And I'm banking on the the boys' club saying to Mugabe, ah, but they would never be tired because if they allow this to happen in Zimbabwe, what's to stop Zuma being removed? <laughs> exactly. The same way it'll happen in their Lungu. own countries. They, they don't want it to happen like this. Exactly. They don't. They want they want a situation that guarantees that when they need Zimbabwe to, when they need to call on Zimbabwe to support the things they're doing in their in their countries Zimbabwe will do so the only person who could actually say something of substance would be Ian Kama in 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 Botswana because he's always taken a position But he's stepping down Yeah but he's the perfect person because he's no longer a president he can actually spend time mediating in Zimbabwe When Mugabe won't open the door for Ian Kama you see, so he is nice people of, of his yeah. sexual proclivity in his house Uranin, all the time. He must have it happen. And then, 
Gatibudane and then Sadek says on the outcomes whether it's a proper uh, arrangement or not, and then we, we deal with it there. But Kanawaku now is opinion I'm against No, if there's bloodshed, if there's bloodshed, Sadek should certainly intervene. If there's... Oh, yeah, yeah, no. All right, so guys, you don't where can people the... find you online? Musad Mabura This is my kingdom. President yeah? Upe, I'm going to reshuffle the this. both of you. <laughs> I'm go- you know, I'll be putting out a statement pretty soon. You'll see. Yes. And as you're as you're and, saying, and, and... I support you. Vice <laughs> <laughs> <Where is> President <laughs> Christo Mugu eject. Manje, 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 I'll be calling in military reinforcements. Manji, I mean, we inject you and bring in Mark here. Who inject you and bring in Mark Katsaura here? Oh, wow, I would have loved. Anyway, uh, you guys can find me online at Chris Charamba. Please follow the podcast uh, on Politics and Beyond on Facebook and be- Polly, uh, Polly and Beyond ZW on Twitter. I remain your president, supreme leader, commander in chief, and sec- first secretary, is it? Yes, first secretary of politics and beyond. No one will usurp my authority. Wow. I am Upenyu Makoni. Yes, Chris. I am Upenyu Makoni everywhere. Uh, I'm Henry Beatty. And remember, Kutonga Kwaro Gamba.